named our podcast the World Class Agency Podcast, not because we thought we were world class, but because we try and get closer to it every conversation that we have. What does World Class Estate Agency look like to you? World Class Estate Agency is all about people. The good estate agents add, adds an incredible amount of value to the consumer. He's, he's looking after the customer properly, so being approachable, being accessible. And for me, every day's a learning day. What does being a world-class agent mean to you? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the World Class Agency Podcast. My name is Mark Orr from Love to Move. I'm joined as ever by Sam Hunter from Home Search. And today we have a really powerful interview for you. Um, we are not having a pre or post interview chat. We believe that this interview is really powerful and we didn't want to put our opinion in in into the mix, I suppose. We think if you take a listen, you'll be able to take a lot out of this interview talking about fees, talking about personal development. Today's guest is very kind to speak openly and honestly about the journey they've been on over the last six months. And we really hope that you take something out of this episode, um, be that increasing your fees. Maybe you might be scared to increase your fees or you not know how to, how to go about increasing your fees. There's loads in here about that. Or maybe it is that you might still be on furlough, might be struggling with the mental health side of things. Um, Take a listen. We hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much. We bumped this morning's other guest as soon as we saw perhaps the most liked and commented Facebook post in memory about everything this gentleman has learned about our industry and himself over the last five months, as well as a sneak peek at what the future might hold. He is a staunch supporter of high fees and high service estate agency. So we're going to ask him some hard hitting questions about how you hold your head and your fees high as well. A world-class podcaster himself, a very happy gooner, sadly, at the moment, and a world-class estate agent. Andy Overman, welcome back to the World Class Agency podcast. Nice to be here, guys. Good morning. It's nice to see you morning, in the morning. How are you doing? We did this last time on a Friday afternoon, and I, was, I don't know whether it's been a long week for the three of us, so I'm more excited for the energy that we have today. Mate, pumped, ready to go first of the month. Let's make it count. Yep. Absolutely. So let's let's start with that Facebook post, Andy. Talk us through it. Um what made you what made you put that um Facebook post on and, and what what have the last five months been like for you? Um I'm incredibly grateful for the last five months, as I said in the post. Um I started lockdown and um I didn't take to it very well. I'm a very communicative person. I love my clients, I love my town. Um, so the, the mental health element of being stuck in lockdown back in, back in March, um, and not having access to my community, my client base, my regular contacts, um, I took that really hard. So, um, default position was, um, I mean, Stephen's mastermind group, as you know, um, we were catching up regularly one o'clock every day. Um, I had a beer in my hand. Um, very sad to say the first two or three weeks of lockdown pretty much followed that pattern. Um, it, it was just hell, the, the uh, adjustment. Um, and uh, I, I kind of got to the stage where I realized it, it, it wasn't good. Um, and I started to take a, a long, hard look at myself. Um, uh, we were all communicating in the industry. Um, there was lots of communication, some companies um, particularly well. Um, with staff on furlough, uh, some not so well. Um, for me, um, the lack of communication um, 
and and the lack of the ability just to be able to communicate with other people was 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 really tricky um and i found myself not in a very nice place if i'm if i'm honest where do you find yourself now oh mate a million miles away it's it's just mate i'm fired pumped um ready to go so uh, my journey is i'm furloughed now until the 30th of september um with my current employers and and then from the 1st of october i'm uh, free to to start the next chapter and um boy i'm, I'm just so pumped do you know i I'm, I'm so grateful for what i've learned about myself about the industry about my peers um my fitness um i've lost five kilos in weight still got three to go but i'm, I'm feeling just so much so much better um Mate, just pumped, absolutely pumped. Well, one of the reasons why, and, and you and I talk, uh, what, a couple of times a week, most weeks, I reckon, just about life yeah. more than anything else, which is cool because I feel like there's probably more values that align with us than don't. But what I'm interested to ask you about is, like, what have you gone through to change from feeling that way to feeling pumped? You know, like, can you talk us through, you said you learn a lot about yourself and about the industry. Let's start with yourself. What's going on over the last five months that perhaps hadn't gone on over the last five years to, to shift you from uh, one end of to another? Um, the first is exercise. The importance, I can't, impress, I can't impress enough. For me personally, the importance of getting up early and grabbing that extra hour early on in the day and getting out and getting the adrenaline pumping and the, and the endorphins running, um, whether that be you know an hour's dog walk, whether it be a 30 minute 5k run you know when i when i when i look back now uh, i'm in sort of week 12 week 30 um of consistency now and when i look back at the beginning you know mate i hadn't run five kilometers for 20 years um so, so that's the first thing it was the 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 energy the endorphins the the, the physical and, and and then with the physical comes better mental and then with the mental comes a, a capability or a willingness to learn and then with that willingness to learn comes a willingness to grow and then an appetite to grow and then a hunger to be better and that just it's, it's just all evolved my relationship with my kids my missus um booze is cut out it's, it's one day a week now obviously i've just been away for 10 days and that kind of went out the window but tuesday you know first of the month tuesday today i'm back on it um uh, and it's just knowing you know everything in moderation but learning um, to grow. I've got some really great friends, Asad, Riaz, who you know, location, location, Mark Myers, um, Myers Property. They, 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 they were so kind during lockdown um, when they you know, saw me struggling and sent me some books up to read, to, to self-develop and grow. Um, I'm listening to them on Audible now, listening to podcasts. You, you, you guys have great guests. I religiously listen to it. I get my update from Apple at 10 o'clock at night for some reason. So you'll listen for me as always on a Wednesday morning. Um, and I know that I always phone one or other of you on a Wednesday saying, hey, this is great when you have Perry Power on fees, mate. We just need to get on the same pod together against anybody that, that says you need to have a low fee offering because we'll destroy them because it's just not agency. Um, but yeah, reading. Um, so The Four Agreements, that was my first book. That, that, that was brilliant. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The 12 Week Year. Um, just feeding the mind. Um, and I, th I think that, I think that when you get the exercise, right, you get the diet, right. You have a healthier mindset when you get the mindset 
right, you've got a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. I think the biggest learning for me is control what you can control and, and let go of everything else. So Stephen Brown um, is, is a really good friend of mine. I know he's a friend of yours and, and the show uh, and an avid listener. And, you know, he's had some fairly serious shit going on in his life. And one of the, the, the best teachings, you know, that guy's been you know, my best friend now for, for five years. Uh, and one of the best teachings, I phone him almost daily or we phone each other daily on our walk or our run. And, and it's look, you know, Andrew, can you control, Andy, can you control it? No. Then fucking let it go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Very, very, very powerful, Andy. Thank you very much for sharing and, and, and being so honest. All of that growth mindset I've written down, the books that you've, um, you've just said there, I'm sure there'll be people listening that can, that can take something um, away from that. Just move, moving back on to fees for agents. Um, why is it something that you're so passionate about? I just don't think that we should undersell what we do. We're a professional organisation delivering an exceptional service. And to deliver an exceptional service costs money. And to have this concept that we're in a race to the bottom to deliver the worst service, to then self-perpetuate that stigma that estate agents have, for me, is counterproductive. I've served this industry for 27 years. I serve my clients well. I get them top dollar. I give them the best marketing. Fuck me, they get the experience of dealing with me as, you know, as, you know, a high performer. I'm proud when I screw another £5,000 out of a purchaser for my vendors. That's my job. And if you don't think that I'm worth it, then, you know, go to a low-cost, low-fee agent. I, I, I think that, you know, dare I say, agents need to learn very quickly when to walk away. You know, if somebody if somebody's approaching you wanting a 1%, then, then go to a 1% agent and lose 10 grand on your house value because you're not my ideal client and we're never going to be a good fit. And it doesn't matter, you know, what I do for you, you're never going to see the value in my offering. So go to Bodget and Scarpa down the road and pay them 1% because I don't want that kind of client. And how does the client react if you have that conversation with them? I think for me, it, it's, I tend not to attract those kind of clients to have that kind of conversation. Um, and I do, I do think it's all about being an attraction agent. If, if you have the power of positivity and you project yourself in a certain way and, you know, I, I think it, it, it all stems from the, the entire experience of the business. If you can demonstrate to somebody that you are exceptional at what you do, fees very rarely become an issue um you know i present the um the podcast with luke st Clair. now we've had lots of chats and i've uh, you know I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying i've helped him and his team with fees fees are in a person's head fees are the only uh, variable that people will revert to in an excuse for poor service or the inability to demonstrate what they do and how they do it so there, there is no excuse with fees. For me, I don't care where you are, and I've had this conversation, and I've had, you know, much like you said, on the Perry Power um, pod, which was great, guys. Um, you know, Perry hears it all the time. I hear it all the time. It's bullshit. If, if, an, if you've got a colleague, a staff member, um, an employee, a boss, whatever, coming back saying, I lost that one because of the fee, they need to go and take a long, hard look at themselves in the mirror wake up with a breath of honesty because the reason they failed on that instruction 
was because they didn't demonstrate fucking value. It's not fees. If you can't demonstrate in the absence of differentiation, people will always buy on price. Why have you got 500 people queuing outside an Apple store every time they release a new bloody iPhone? It's the most expensive, you know, Apple is the most expensive product on the market. Yet you've still got 500 loyal consumers standing and queuing outside an Apple store for hours on the day of release in the mm. hope that they get one of the first, you know, brand new first iPhones that are available on the market. Fee, I think, is, put it this way, a lot of agents get hung up on it because it's all they sort of know. You know, it's cheap agents, it's cheap everything. There's always cheaper options, you know. I think in anything, like you say, you can go and buy an Android phone, you can go and buy an Apple phone, you can go and buy a second-hand Apple phone if you still want to have Apple but have it cheaper. You know, if you want a high street agent or an online agent, there's going to be expensive and cheaper ones of either of those. You know, I think one of the things when I used to overcome uh, – fee objection i would just say there's always going to be cheaper options that's just the reality of the industry that we operate in you know it's unfortunately this is a profession where everyone's not professional you know there's a really low barrier to entry um and fees the cheapest thing that someone can do to manipulate a person like you into working with them you, you just be you quiet know, sam, from that you know? sam do you, do you want the cheapest agent or the best agent yeah well that's the thing the, old the two line. are not the same yeah you know I don't need them anymore because I, um, during lockdown, resorted to the, uh, the trimmers. And, uh, but, you know, you go to the barbers, you, you, you've got a range. You, you can have your hair cut for five quid or, or you can have your hair styled for 50 quid with, you know, Turkish shave and the works and, you know, head massage and everything. You know, the guy that's doing the Turkish shave with, a, you know, with an eight-inch blade that could kill you with one stroke is quite clearly going to charge you 50 quid. The, the, the trainee, where you can expect that there's going to be a few mistakes and, and a few humps and bumps on the way, is going to charge you a fiver because that, that trainee is one day going to be that Turkish barber at 50 quid. So if, look, if, for me in my town, if you want that five pound, then go to one of my competitors. If you want that 50 pound Turkish shave and the very best, you know, of the best, then, then come to me. And that's not arrogant. That's just knowing my place in the market. And I think that's really important, you know, like... Um... I find it really interesting where there are a lot of startup agencies or newer agencies, younger agencies that try and um, replicate the mentality of big established ones. Like they'll open a new area and they offer 0% fees and things like that, or they'll start their agency, but just to get boards up. But actually the only way that those big companies can actually afford to do that is because they've got 20 or 30 other officers propping that business up for the first six months. You need to go in there with your fee high and you'd say, actually, I've started this business because I was sick of being the 1% and offering that service and no one would let me change. And this is what it is. One of the questions that I wanted to ask you um, is how do you go about like justifying your fees and how you present? Is it in your listing presentation? Does it come before the appointment or after the appointment? Like what makes you, what, what gives you that belief, you know, that, you know, cause I think that's what it is. You talked about mindset before and it's stemming from you start with exercise then you read some more and your whole mindset changes and everything compounds. And it's clear to see over the last few months that everything you've done has compounded um, and will lead into insurmountable success for the future. But talk us through what mindset do you have to have or how do you cultivate that mindset to then justify and maintain that high fee to your clients? Good question. 
Um, look, I don't think it's any one facet of the business. I don't think it's any one thing. Um, so I think there, there are several things that are important. Local knowledge, I think you need you have strong local knowledge, but you need to demonstrate that local knowledge. You need to be a pillar of the community. You need to be a figure in your community. You need to get that out on video. You need to communicate with your audience. Um, but you also need to do it in such a way, like I'm a family man. Anyone that knows me, anyone that sees what I do socially, knows that I absolutely adore my missus and my two kids. And you know, my, my girls are my world. Show that human side to people. When you rock up to community events, don't rock up with your um, XYZ estate agents top on. Rock up with your XYZ estate agents top on with your kids. Get them face painted, get them in on the merch. You know, Whaley, Whaley does it really well. How many times do you see a son in a kerfuffle hat? <laughs> <laughs> you know but it, 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 it in all seriousness you know turn up as a family whatever and don't be false and and i can't impress upon people enough you know that i see some guys uh their instagram stories with the rolex watches and the nice bends and this that and the other you know people just they don't want to see that unless that's the real you and then they probably don't want to deal with you just be genuine so i think that community sincerity genuine um project yourself as you know you, when when people your your audio has to match your video so when people meet you in the street you know i i you know i'm i'm not posh i'll drop the odd f-bomb drop the odd c-bomb um i'm straight talking i'm very black and white um so don't don't then turn up into somebody's house and be something really different um on the listing presentation itself look i think we're 90% of agents go wrong is their listing presentation is all about them. Look at my pie chart. Look at what I've sold. Look at this. Look at that. You know, it's almost like you're sitting at their dining room table waving your dick about. It's not. That's not what I say. Well, it is, isn't it? You know, how many, you know, Mark, you, you know, you're in the sharp end of it. How many, how many values have you got like that in your area? Right. Well, I, I know that is exactly the route that our direct competitor goes for. The, the, the pie chart. We sell the most houses in this area. Fantastic, because that's not what we're about. If you want someone to, you know, sell three houses on your street, fantastic. But if you want someone to get you the most possible money for your house, then we're the agent for you. Make it more personal about them. With, yeah, with, there's, loads, there's loads of them. So the other thing I learned is like with my, is it previous or current? I suppose current, isn't it, until the 30th of September. With my current employers, I never had the biggest desk list. I never want to be the agent in a town that's got 50, 60, 70 available properties. That's not me because my success rate is going to be 30 to 50%. You know, in my current employment, when I was there, I don't know what the stats are like now because you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not in the sharp end, but literally sold in excess of 83%. It's, it's always between 80 and 86% of what we listed to the market. I had very little drop off and, and with my colleague, Darren, um, who, who was the you know, sales progression and had really good relationships with solicitors, we, we, we had about a 12% abortive rate. So, you know, both of those figures are phenomenal within our industry. And so for us, it was, you know, I suppose the best advice I could give with fees is you justify your fees by your content, you, the, the way that you show up, your, your presentation. You know, for, for me, it's not a listing. I hate the word listing presentation. It, you know, Perry uses um, sales advice meetings. Um, you know, yeah. I set, for me, it's set to sell meetings. If you go in with the same structure that everybody else goes in with, there's no differentiation. For me, what you've got to remember, 
And there was a very, very wise man called Michael Pratt who introduced me to the industry in 1993. And he introduced me to listing presentations. And he, he said to me something that, that, that just, he said, you've got to believe that the listing presentation relates to the Gestapo. You have got that light shone in your eyes and, and, and it's Prato's law. It's 80-20. It's 80% about them, their move, their journey. And then it's 20% how you are going to facilitate that in the best way possible, causing the least stress, getting the most amount of money. People will pay what they believe you're worth. So here's another one for all of your listeners. If you're only getting 1%, that's because people think you're only 1%. And if you're proud of that going into your next valuation, when then you wouldn't make it in my team, 100%. So on that note then, um, we've got two questions for you to finish this up. And I think you know what one of them is going to be. But before we get there... I can see I'm, you giggling at each other. I'm an agent, right? My hand's up. I'm an agent. I really want to increase my fees. I'm not quite sure how to go about it. Perhaps I haven't gone through the same personal growth, which then translate professionally than, than you have over the last few months. But let's say my average fee at the moment is 1%. I want to take it to one and a half percent or maybe even two percent but i actually think part of increasing your fees is not going from uh like a to z you need to actually educate yourself on what gets you there because it's really difficult just to double or triple your fee overnight you know you need to actually understand the process and get the result first because then you start to believe it so what is your one thing we talk about the, keeping the one thing the one thing what's the one thing that an agent can do starting today to up their fee and feel comfortable and confident in, in making sure they're presenting that fee and holding true to it. Believe it, 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 it's as simple as that. I, I would challenge any agent that's in there to, that's, that's going on a listing um, appointment today that normally charges 1% to go in there and just have the contract written at 1.25 small steps. And the feeling that that age, sorry, I'm going yeah, look, look, just our fees 1.2%. Can you do it any lower? What, what part of my service, you know, look, let, let, let's, Mr. and Mrs. Vendor, let's agree. You want to use me. You believe that I'm going to deliver the best possible outcome for yourselves. And obviously, then you have to recognize there's a difference in what I'm going to charge you versus that of my competitors. What part of this great service? we have agreed you need to sell your property at the best possible price. Would you like to sacrifice in order for me to be competitive at the fee level of the competition that you don't want to use? Well, no, we, we, we want everything. That's why we want to use you. But more importantly, we want to use you. Go back to the barber, go back to the senior stylist analysis. You know, use those chapters from, from, from different versions to, to, to be able to pull back into agency and demonstrate that to a potential client. But the, the one thing I say is believe, do you know, Luke St. Clair ran um, a, a little test with his valuers um, just on the principle of belief. We had a 15, 20 minute chat, his valuers went in and, 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 and they were, they could not list at a certain percentage previously. And he set the challenge that they could keep an increased level of commission for every fee that they generated just by going in with the mindset that this is what you charge and we don't negotiate. Do you know what? Every single one of those valuers went out and they upped their fee by half a percent. Nice. 
that's that's a that's a great idea and a great a great incentive because I've I, I've been there as you know the the one percent agent and sometimes it just takes you know a good a good morning to then decide that you're writing it at one point two five percent and then you get in there and you get it and you know what it is belief because the clients will very rarely say well you know so if you've had a, if you've had a good not pitch I'm not going to call it pitch but if you've had a good sales advice meeting. And very rarely will they revert back to your own fee and you walk out of that appointment feeling, you know, 10 feet tall, don't you? When you get to the stage of being recognised, I mean, the, the, one of the great things for me in my, in, in my previous employment, current employment, is when somebody goes into a forum, uh, one of the local Facebook forums, that's another thing, be active there, be very active there. Um, and they say, I'm looking to sell my property, I'm looking for an estate agent, who would you recommend? The most recent example, there were 45 comments and myself and my colleague Darren Savage were recommended on 38 of those. What, what inspired me more and gave me the most confidence and belief is that at least seven of those followed up that statement with, they're not the cheapest, but they're the best. Or they're, what, they're the most expensive agent in the town, but you need to use these guys or you'll lose out if you don't lose these guys. That, when you get to that level, you know, that, that's the most ringing endorsement. And, and for us, it's not about high charts, it's not about, you know, shaking your dick at the table, waving it about and saying, how oh, you know, I'm the best at this, I'm the best at that. It, it literally is, how am I going to best serve that client on an individual basis to get them the result that they want? And each move, you know, is, is in, its, in isolation, each move is its own move and no two moves are the same. And, and if valuers remember that and stop thinking about themselves and, and, and stop reverting to this, shit, I'm going to lose the instruction. I've, you know, I've got, whether it be a corporate or an independent, I've got 40 instructions to get this month. Uh, you know, let me ask you this. Do you want 40 instructions at 1% with a huge fall through rate and a high maintenance client base? Or do you want 20 instructions at 2%? with loyal fans that are going to become raving fans, that are going to become great followers, that are going to be, become great referrers and recommenders, because anybody doing the, 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 the former is going to fail in business, and anybody doing the latter is going to be incredibly successful. There's only one answer to that question, I think, for, for certainly the three of us and for anyone else that's listening as well. Right, Mr. Overman. The question that you know is coming and it's the question that we ask everybody that joins us on the show and perhaps we've gone through it already but i think that there's there's another answer left in you uh, we can end this show uh, on the bang that we started it with what does world-class estate agency look like to you do you know i've been dreading this moment and i promised myself it's such an excellent question i promised myself that i wouldn't um i wouldn't have anything so what does world-class agency look like to me you know, in the context of our discussion today, world-class agency is about having the self-motivation, self-awareness, and self-discipline to continually seek to improve yourself both physically and mentally to be the best version of you that you can be. Otherwise, your family, your friends, your peers, and your clients are not seeing the best version of you that they deserve. There you go. Fire. Mic drop. That is a bit of a mic drop uh, moment. I quite like that. I wrote it down word for word so we can say it again later on, which is cool. 
I, I started yes, trying, but um, I, I lost. I lost out. But Andy, um, thank you very much. And I think that answer is really, really powerful. And we can see, as as mates, we can see the difference that in in you today from when you last came on the podcast. And that is so powerful. Um, so thank you very much for coming on. Thank you very much for being so honest and sharing it. And providing so much value um, in, in terms of fees. I, I know I really, really appreciate it, and I'm sure our listeners will do as well. I hope well, so, thanks. mate. And, uh, you know, the one thing I'd say, Sam, you're a massive advocate of mental health. I, I would say, look, if there's anybody that is furloughed at the moment, going through redundancy, possible redundancy, worried about the direction their life is taking, um, reach out to me. Uh, get hold of me on LinkedIn. Get hold of me on Facebook. You know, reach out to you guys. Um, you've got my new number. If, if I can help one person, um, then then I, I would feel incredibly proud. And and there are people out there that are struggling in, in whatever profession, in whatever way. Um, there are people out there to help you, and you can turn your life around. You can become a better version of you, and you'll see so much benefit for it. Amazing, Andy. Awesome, thank mate. you so much. Well done. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Nice one. We'll see you again for round three. Mate, watch this space.